What does a walk-off triple play, a game seven overtime, and a massive choke job have to do with each other? Well, we're going to talk about all of them on the show today. Good afternoon and welcome to the podcast. I'm Nick Drago. Today on the program, we got to talk about the NBA because it's crazy and chokes all around. The Golden Knights, the Sixers. Yeah, we're going to talk about all those playoff... And, of course, we're going to get into all the other fun sports, whatever. Stick with us, friends, because sports, sports, sports starts now! And welcome, welcome to Sports 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 Podcast with me, your host, Nick Drago. For those of you that are new to the show, first off, hi, hello, and whipty dipty doppity doo. That's right, I just make up words now. Uh, those of you who've never been here before, we like to talk about all the sports news and information from the previous week and give you some insight on what's going to happen over the next week, month, year, etc. Uh, happy Father's Day out there to all the fathers in the world i know i i told my dad he was the bacon of dads which let's be honest is probably the best compliment ever that you could give another man but beyond that we're gonna we're gonna move on from that for a moment because we got to talk about the sports and jiminy jammers there was a lot of them how was your father's day my father's day was pretty pretty good i mean i'm not technically a father yet we still have like six weeks till baby comes and then I'm going to be so tired. So, so tired. Oh, boy. All right, where should we begin? Let's talk about some of the scores from this weekend. A lot of stuff is going on. Well, look at that. James Jones named Executive of the Year. Good for you, James Jones. That uh, that that just came out. All right, <clears throat> so the Clippers got a win on Friday, 131-119 over the Jazz. Clippers, for the first time, are in the Eastern Conference Finals. And i got to give them props for that. Now, in that game, man, Paul George, he went off with 28 points. Also, he had some help from uh, Reggie Jackson, who had a, a 30... I'm sorry, 27 points as well. Um... Yeah, oh, man, yeah, man was like the unlikely hero. He had 39 points. Either way, the Jazz fall to the Clippers. Um, and you know what? The Clippers going into the season were one of the better teams. Definitely somebody we thought was going to be really good. Kawhi not playing at the moment. Um, but good for them. They make it. They're in the next round. And then you had the Nets and the Bucks in overtime on Game 7. And the Bucks killed it. Giannis with 40 Dang points. Middleton and Holiday, by the way, look fantastic. They're shooting the ball really well. Actually, really like the Bucks are coming together at the right time, and they're going to need it to get past Atlanta. Yeah, we're going to talk about the Hawks and the 76ers in a second. Uh, Kevin Durant tried to do it all by himself. James Harden did play 53 minutes, but only 22 points. Uh, Durant really killing it for the uh, the Brooklyn Nets, who are going to have a lot of questions 
uh, coming soon. We'll talk about that in a moment. But Hawks and Sixers, that game was today with Atlanta winning 103-96. to I know here in Philadelphia the, in the uh, sentiment for most was, I'm not even watching this game because I didn't watch game six, and they ended up winning. Um, listen, you, the Hawks came out strong. They have a good shooting team, and they exposed Ben Simmons. Let me be honest with you. Ben Simmons is not the only problem with the Sixers, but he's up there. There's no way they're going to be able to get anything good for him if they try to trade him right now. The best they can do is try to work with him and teach him how to put ball in basket and maybe have a professional show him, not his brother. Um, but yeah, Trey Young with 21 points in that game. Herter with 27. Um, listen, the Sixers did all they could. Joel Embiid, 31 points. You know he's going to be upset after this one. Um, you know, it just stinks to lose a game like that. And then we actually had game one between the Suns and the Clippers. That was also today with the Suns getting game one, even though Chris Paul is out. 40 points for Devin Booker. Not bad. He played 44 minutes, so that's almost a point per minute. Good for him. Um, George had a great game as well, but uh, not quite enough to help the Clippers get ahead. Kevin Durant is expected to play in the Tokyo Olympics. Now, we were talking about the uh, the USA team for Tokyo a few weeks ago. didn't look too great, but I think now that teams are flopping out of the playoffs, um, uh, I... You know, you're going to have some some other great players coming in. So Damian Lillard, Draymond Green, Jason Tatum, Bradby Beal, they've all committed to the team. So I really like US, Team USA is shaping up nicely. And by the way, Durant is only 25 points shy of Carmelo's Anthony, uh, Carmelo Anthony's Olympic scoring record. Why you got to take that away from Carmelo? Come on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just love Melo. I hate, I hate, uh, man, his NBA career really didn't, it didn't uh, accumulate into many accolades, uh, but he did win a lot as a member of the U.S. Olympic team. So stop stealing stuff away from Mello. Uh, Brooklyn Nets. Whew, Spencer Dinwiddie uh, plans to decline $12.3 million player option, which means he would become an unrestricted free agent uh, before Monday's deadline. So he missed most of the season. He was injured. Um, the Nets brought in a lot of a lot of talent this year, um, some of which they're, they're going to have to make decisions on. So, I, you know, after an ACL injury, and he's had a few in the past, I think, too, um, Dinwiddie's, Din, Dinwiddie's not going to command a ton on the market. But uh, he did average 20.6 points uh, last season. Um and he didn't. He actually didn't come with the team after they restarted. So it's been a rough two years for him. Uh, but there was a point where he was the leader or one of the leaders here in Brooklyn. Uh, Blake Griffin, his contract's up too. They'll have to make some decisions there. The Celtics traded Kemba Walker this week for a twenty. I'm sorry. They, no, <laughs> this is this is great. They traded Kemba Walker, the 16th pick in this year's NBA draft. And a second-round pick in 2025 for Al Horford, Moses Brown, and a 2023 second-round pick. Listen, the, that shows me the Celtics were desperate to get rid of Kemba Walker. I like Al Horford, but Al Horford is not the player he was 10 years ago. Let's, let's pull up his stats here. Come on. 
Come on. Now he played he played with the Celtics for three solid years, but he's he's just not the same guy he was. He only played twenty eight games uh, this past season for Oklahoma. Uh, didn't last very long in Philly. I just uh, the the this is just a bit of a head scratcher. I know Kemba had a terrible season. Uh, in Boston, and maybe he'll have a better time in Oklahoma City. Uh, he'll certainly be treated like a star in Oklahoma City, whereas here, you know, Kemba was one of their big three players. And, you know, the Celtics were supposed to be a much better team this year, uh, and that's surprising to all of us that they haven't made it or haven't been playing as well as they should be playing. I mean, the Celtics were going to be like the next dynasty team with Tatum, with Brown, with Kemba Walker, and it just hasn't turned into anything yet. So they're a team that does have some decisions to make as well going forward. Uh, the Mavericks fired their coach. I'm sorry. I, did he step down? Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. Um, yeah, he stepped down after uh, Don, Donnie Nelson left. So Rick Carl, Carlisle, uh, after 13 seasons and a championship with the Mavericks, uh, steps down. So right now, two of the top candidates are Jason Kidd and Terry Stotts. Now, you know, Jason Kidd is brought up all the time. Wait, who are these people? Jamal Mosley is also on this list? Okay, all right, Jason Kidd. You know, Kidd, um, gee, how do we... Oh, man. Um, Jason Kidd has, has had an interesting career with the Nets, with the Bucks. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's, uh, <laughs> there's, he, he comes with a lot of red flags, but he's been around, he's been around the game. People seem to like him. He's very well liked by his players. So I'm not really sure where to go with that. The Pelicans, I thought this was an interesting report. This is from Sports Illustrated. The Pelicans could be seeking relocation in the next few years. Now, I believe their contract with, uh, with the city of New Orleans extends through 2024. That's just a few short years away. They actually don't have a lot of time. Uh, last time this, the Pelicans were displaced from their city was right after Katrina, where they played in Oklahoma City, and lo and behold, the thunder appeared. Where would they go? Hmm. Interesting thought. That That is... That's a tough one. You know, the Pelicans play in the West... So they're going to want to stick to the West Coast. Maybe Seattle would be an interesting idea. I, you know, Seattle's making a comeback with the uh, with the NHL returning. Vegas would be huge and would love to have a team like the Pelicans. Might have to change their name, although they've already kind of done that. But wh why has all of this happened? Listen, the Pelicans just can't seem to put it together. They've lost superstar after superstar over the last few years. Uh, between Anthony Davis, between Chris Paul. This is not a stable environment, all right? Now you have Zion Williamson, who has the potential to be one of, if not the best player in the game. Apparently his family, <laughs> his family wants Zion to leave the Pelicans at some point, whether it's sooner or later. I think his contract's for another couple of years, till at least 2023 they have him under contract. So that's another season and a half, season two seasons. Um, and then after that, he might just leave. Oh, no, it's resetting. That's okay. We're good. So if I'm the Pelicans, I'm thinking, gee, our best chance to keep Zion could be to move somewhere better. 
I don't know. Where's it going to go? Here's what I think will happen, whether or not the Pelicans move. Zion Williamson is going to leave this team and get a huge contract somewhere. Who knows where? Could be with the Knicks. Could be with the Bucks. How crazy would that be if him and Giannis teamed up? That would be awesome. Awesome. Be like Curry and Duran all over again. Oh, look, a text message. Who's it from? Oh, DoorDash. Gross. Okay, let's get into hockey now. My favorite sport. Islanders and Lightning tied at two apiece after the Islanders beat the Lightning. That was yesterday. Um, But the bigger story, Canadians and Golden Knights. Now, right now, Montreal leads this series. And, uh, oh, actually, (laughs) never mind. Golden Knights won in overtime today. They won 2-1 to one in overtime revenge game. So so uh, Friday's game, Canadians ended up winning 3-2. to two. Uh, Golden Knights were winning 2-1 until two minutes left in the game. Fleury jumps out of the net to get a puck and ends up in the hands of... Uh, I actually don't know who scored that game-winning goal. Or that the... Dang it. Paul Byron... Um, anyway, uh, you know, people are upset that Fleury made this huge miscue. If you've watched Marc-Andre Fleury, it's, it's a move he's made his entire career when he was with Pittsburgh and I used to watch him all the time. Jesus, he would give me a heart attack every playoff game, week in, week out, day in, day out. That's a typical Fleury movie, leaves the net all the time, but you got to be careful when you do something like that. So yeah, he blew that game, but it looks like they got their revenge, tied up the series, uh, but not what you want to do if you're Vegas. They probably would have won that game and been up 3-1 at this point. Okay. Apparently in an NHLPA, that's the Players Association poll, players oppose regional division alignment and favor series-style schedules to cut down on travel. That would be really cool. Um, so 68% of the 447 players that were polled say they don't want to see any regional... Di- they don't want to see regional divisions carried forward beyond this season. The regional divisions being what they were, north, south, east, west. Um, they temporarily realigned those teams just to kind of see, and they put all the Canadian teams together, which personally I don't think was fair. Um, but... And I don't think it's it not. Let me let me rephrase that. It doesn't matter that they're Canadian versus U.S. teams. That's not what's not fair about it. What's not fair about it is that a team like the Rangers, right? I'm using them because they're in a central location. Plays Boston, Long Island, Pittsburgh, Philly, D.C. Um, all teams within like a three mile drive. A three-mile drive, a three-hour drive, three to six-hour drive, right? Let's say three to six hours. Meanwhile, the Canadians have to fly halfway across the country to go to Vancouver to play a lot of games. So, or or, Montre- or Calgary or Winnipeg or, you know, you have a lot less teams in Canada, and so they're much more spread out. So because of that, yeah, you run into a bit of a problem. Um, that's why I don't think it's it's fair. So what would be, I, I kind of like the idea um, of having this kind of series style 
throughout the seasons. Maybe it would make the season a little bit more entertaining, too. But uh, I don't know. Um, do they have more on this? I don't know. They just talk about what the players voted other players for. We could talk about that. Um uh, Austin Matthews was voted the best goal scorer and most fashionable player. Victor Hedman was named best defenseman. Um, Andre Vasilevsky uh, was named best goaltender. Uh, Carey Price had that award for three years straight. Uh, Sidney Crosby was named the most complete player, um, second to Connor McDavid. Oh, when players asked who'd they choose as a teammate if they needed to win one game. Uh, they had Connor McDavid ranked number one and Crosby number two. Ovechkin was voted as having the best shot. Nick Backstrom was voted as the best passer. Patrick Kane was chosen as the best stick handler. It's kind of interesting to, to hear what the players had in their heads. All right, Major League Baseball. A lot of crazy stuff, but that walk-off triple play by the Yankees, that was pretty darn cool. Uh, they're actually heating up in the last couple games, so they're 6-4 and four in their last 10. Uh, the Rays... And the Red Sox right now both have 43 wins apiece, so they're on top of the AL East. The Yankees, though, are pushing ahead. They're looking a little bit better. I know it was a grumpy Gus about them to, uh, the last few weeks, but here they are. They're, they're doing something again. Blue Jays, 35 and 35. Orioles are, have 23 wins. They're in dead last. What else is new? AL Central has the White Sox on top with the Indians two and a half games back, then the Royals behind them. Uh, they're 10 games back at 32 and 38. Twins have 30 wins. Tigers have 30 wins. In the West, the Astros and Athletics are tied for first place. The A's have more wins. The Astros have less loss losses. Uh, so they're tied for first. Um, and then the Mariners. Mariners have 38 wins. Angels 36. And the uh, Rangers at 25. Man, Angels were looking okay the last few weeks. I mean, the problem is they have a lot of money in, invested in Mike Trout. They can't really spend that money elsewhere. They have Shohei Otane, who's looking crazy good, and he's going to be in the home run derby. That's awesome. I might actually watch it. Now, I always like I like watching the home run derby. It's the all-star game. I'm just not into. Uh, all right, Mets. Mets are on top of the NL East, 36 wins. Uh, Philly is not far behind them at 34. Nationals at 33. So the Nats, 8-2 and two in their last 10. They're pulling it together. Braves are 33-36. and 36. It's a bit of a surprise, but a, a lot can happen at this point in the season. Marlins, 31-40. and 40. No surprise there. In the NL Central, the Brewers have 40 wins. The Cubs have 40 wins, both tied for first place. The Cardinals at 36-36. and 36. Reds, 35-35. And, and the Pirates at 25-45. and 45. And then moving, move, boop, boop, boop. moving on to the NL West. The Giants are on top still. They've held, they've been holding on to that top spot for quite some time. Dodgers are have 44 wins, not far behind them. And then the Padres at 42. Rockies at 30. And the Diamondbacks at 20. So there you go right there. Huge uh, report coming out this week. From the folks at Twitter. So uh, Ryan Spader. Spreader? Sprader? Spader. Ryan Spader tweeted this. Um, this was on June 17th. I deeply regret everything that I said. Wait, what is this? Oh, man. <laughs> okay, wait. Let's go, let's go back. It looks like he now apologized for all this crazy stuff. So uh, he tweeted about... Okay, uh, here, <clears throat> he threw out this tweet recently. Everything I'm about to say was verified by more than one player. I don't mean to burn anyone, and I love baseball. Just had enough of this 
BS. Except he didn't say BS. Uh, so he made a number of allegations regarding teams and cheating over the last 10 years or so. Uh, so here's what he threw out into the Twitterverse. Apparently he apologized for it, which is what I accidentally read later, and I'll, I'll explain what happened there. Um, okay, so... Uh, the, this, this is some of these. This is just word for word what he has. The Royals were the first team with a full analytics and video department close by their dugout, doing so in 2015, their World Series championship year. How they use it, I do not know. Implying that the Royals had a full video equipment room in order to spy on other teams, pitchers whatever it may be. Uh, the Yankees had cameras in left, center, and right, all pointing at the pitcher's glove rather than the catcher to pick up his grip. Aaron Judge at home in 2017-2018 uh, batted 312. On the road, he batted 256. That's a little tough because Yankee Stadium's a hitter's ballpark. Uh, players always hit a little bit better at home. I'm sure there's a lot of fly balls in other stadiums that would be home runs in Yankee Stadium. One player's stats don't make a, f a full point, but I get what you're saying here. Um, it is, it, it's interesting that they had cameras left, center, and right pointing at the pitcher's glove. I'm curious how they relayed that information to the players, if true. Uh, Dodgers had an employee who was caught setting up cameras at Minute Maid Park wearing an MLB polo shirt. Uh, when he should have been wearing a Dodgers polo, this was during the 2017 World Series. Didn't get you anywhere, Dodgers. Did not. Um, yeah, okay. I could see that. Uh, again, setting up cameras at Minute Maid Park. Interesting. Uh, this one hurts to say. My favorite player ever, Chase Utley, was the biggest cheater of all time. There's no nothing else with that tweet, so that's that's all we know. No, no other things. I found this one particularly interesting. As insane as it sounds, I've heard this from multiple players, that Adrian Beltre had a buddy with binoculars in dead center who would wave an undershirt if he was getting something off speed. This was in 2017. And then compared his home and away stats. Now, this is a huge difference. Home, he batted 362, while away, he batted 271. Um, everything that was already said or implied about the Rockies um, from Kratzy. I'm not familiar with this. Apparently the Rockies had their own sign-stealing scheme. Um, so that's something I would look into as well. Uh, the Astros' sign-stealing method all came from Beltron, New York, and Texas. So in other, in other words, implying that the Yankees and the Rangers were the first to come up with this and pass it on through Carlos Beltran. Uh, the Diamondbacks used hum humidor balls when pitching and non-humidor balls when batting at home. I do not have a time frame on this, but I'm confident it happened, uh, thus changing the consistency of the ball, probably making it harder to hit, uh, I guess, when they're put in a humidor and easier to hit when they're not put in a humidor. Um... I want to note that one player who played for the Royals in 2016 just texted me saying that every team had the same video room by then. So, take all this stuff with a grain of salt because we don't actually know if this is real or not. And people were upset that he posted this and really didn't have any sources behind it. He just threw this out into the Twitterverse. 
So I guess he got a lot of backlash. So this was on June 17th. I deeply regret everything I said has turned my life upside down. It was a mistake. I should not have reported on unfounded allegations. I sincerely apologize to those impacted. It should not have happened and will not happen again. Stick to stats. So let's look at Ryan Sprader. Let's see if we missed something here. Did he get fired from his job? Unfound. Yeah, now he apologizes. I think just I think people just like came down on him. Um. Yeah, I mean it's tough when you throw all that out there and you don't have anything to back it up. I mean you're you're supposed to be a primary sport source for news and information. That's why I get all my news and information from uh, this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that would be kind of weird, right? I watch this podcast in the future and then come back to the past and present it to you. Um, all right, let's see. Oh, MLB, while we're talking about cheating in baseball, MLB wants to ca- crack down on the sticky cheaters. And uh, it's going to suspend any players caught with a foreign substance 10 days with pay. Uh, wow, really? 10 days with pay? So if you're starting pitcher, you're going to miss one start? That's a crappy rule. I'm sure there's going to be more if they catch you more than once, but let's find out. Oh, yeah. Um, Wait, what was the question? Somebody had asked Garrett Cole if he had ever if he'd ever cheated or used used uh, spider tack before. (laughs) And his response, he looked very uncomfortable. He just said, I don't quite know how to answer that, to be honest. Like, Come on, Garrett Cole. Like, you couldn't have come up with anything better. Just a simple no or yes. Like you, you basically said yes without saying yes. Uh, this was a sweet moment. So uh, this little girl, it was her first ever Reds game, and Joey Votto was uh, kicked out of the game on after the very first inning. Her favorite player. How much does that stink for your first game? I think she was nine years old. They had said. She's even wearing a Joey Votto t-shirt. Anyway, the the Reds actually reached out and sent them a signed baseball. Uh, I think she even got to meet she even got to meet Joey Votto, but uh, he he went and signed a baseball that said um, sorry I missed your first game. I thought that was really cute, really cute. Uh, Wander Franco is getting called up by the Rays. He's the number one prospect. He's been the number one prospect in baseball for the last two years. So somebody to keep an eye on while you're watching the Rays this coming week. Kyle Schwarber, three hits, three home runs uh, today. He ties the major league record with five homers in two games. Schwarber's one of those guys that just pops up every once in a while. Um, it was a, was it a Nationals record, but he... Yeah, he set a Nationals record by homering nine times in a 10-game span. Uh, That's 18 for the season. Very nice. Very nice. Second player in the history with five home runs in two-game span, joining Bryce Harper, who accomplished the feat in 2015. Oh, Kyle Schwarber. All right, MLS. We're going to talk about soccer. We're kind of getting to that point in the summer where hockey and basketball are winding down, so I need things to talk about. Um, so real quick, let's look at the teams that are doing really well in soccer. New England's number one. Uh, they have 20 points on the table. And you have Orlando City at 15. Philly, the Union, who don't play in Philadelphia. That always baffles me, at 15. Columbus at 14. Red Bulls at 12. D.C. United at 12. And the New York City NYCFC at 11 points. Right behind them, 
In eighth place is Montreal, Atlanta United, and Nashville all have 11. Uh, Inter Miami with eight, Toronto at five, Chicago at four, and Cincinnati. Eee, the newbies on the block with four uh, points. In the West, Seattle Sounders, number one at 21 points, followed by Sporting KC at 17, Colorado at 16. LA Galaxy with 15 points. Portland with 12. Real Salt Lake at 12. Houston Dynamo at 12 points. San Jose not far behind them with 10 points. LAFC at 9. Austin at 9. Minnesota at 8. Vancouver at 7. And FC Dallas in last place with 7. John Rahm wins the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines on his first Father's Day. That's awesome. That is so awesome. Congratulations to John Rahm winning the U.S. Open. Love it. Love it. All right, friends. Well, uh, that's all the time I have for today. Uh, I did not mention in the beginning of the show, but we have a sponsor now. What? Totally cool. Lyke and Co. I would definitely check them out. Just, uh, their website is in the description below for this video uh, and type in my code it's DRAGOPT if you're a fan of golf gear, golf shirts, zip ups, all kinds of fun stuff like that absolutely check out Lyke and Co. Um, hmm, what else? I don't know, thanks for joining us friends special thanks as usual to Johanna Drago she's the content editor, logo designer, and set designer for this podcast uh, Mary Kay and Gary Albert, they are the social media warriors, weekend warriors, everything warriors for my show. Of course, i got to thank Joe Calabro, Jorge Pajares, and the whole gang. Tim Nunzig uh, get, shouted out to me this week uh, after after uh, hearing about our sponsor. That got him super jazzed up. I hope you find some great golf gear out there, Tim. And uh, you should get yours as well. Again, like, hey, and co. Click the link in the description below and use my code DRAGOPT. All right, enough of my shameless plug. The music here for, for the show is a song called Golden Sunrise by Josh Woodward. A link to his website can be found in the show notes. And with that, find me on SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, and the Facebook. Just type in Sports, Sports, Sports with Nick Drago. That's me. And uh, you can also email me directly, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Tom, okay, comment, share, like, Twitter, bitter, blibber, dibber, dabber, dibber, dibber, dabber, 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 again, six weeks until baby dragon is upon us, and I am terrified of being a dad, but for you dads out there, thanks for making it look so easy. Happy Father's Day to all, and to all, a good night. 